想听英语节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Premier Su Zhengchang says that Taiwan welcomes an upcoming visit by U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services Alex Azar. Former Japanese Prime Minister Yoshiro Mori is set to lead a delegation to Taiwan that will pay respects to late President Li Donghui. And the Education Ministry is asking universities to let arriving foreign students stay in dormitories during their two-week quarantine period. But first, today's top story. Premier Su Zhengchang says that Taiwan welcomes an upcoming visit by U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services Alex Azar. Azar is set to arrive in Taiwan on August 9th. He is set to become the highest-ranking U.S. cabinet official to visit Taiwan since Taiwan and the U.S. broke off formal diplomatic ties in 1979. On Friday, Su responded to Chinese criticism of the visit. He said that Taiwan is a free and independent country that welcomes international exchanges. He said that China should not interfere in Taiwan's affairs. Su said that Azar's visit is the result of Taiwan's success in tackling the COVID-19 pandemic. He also said that under President Tsai Ing-wen's leadership, the whole world has seen how Taiwan is a force for good. Former Japanese Prime Minister Yoshiro Mori is set to lead a delegation to Taiwan that will pay respects to late President Li Donghui. Li passed away on July 30th at the age of 98 due to multiple organ failure. The Japanese Diet held a press conference Friday outlining plans for the visit. A total of seven Japanese lawmakers will travel to Taiwan on a charter jet. Each will be tested for COVID-19 before departing for Taiwan. The delegation is expected to arrive in Taipei on August 9th. It will visit Li Donghui's memorial at the Taipei Guest House. The delegation will return to Japan on the same day. The Education Ministry is asking universities to let arriving foreign students stay in dormitories during their two-week quarantine period. That's amid reports that students have to pay significant amounts of money for lodging in designated quarantine hotels on arriving in Taiwan. On Friday, members of the group Taiwan International Student Movement told the Education Ministry that some students are paying around thirty thousand to forty thousand NT dollars, or one thousand to one thousand four hundred U.S. dollars, for two weeks in special quarantine accommodation. Members of Taiwan International Student Movement called on the ministry to open university dormitories to these students and give them priority for dorm accommodation as they undergo quarantine. The group also called on the ministry to help students cover expenses incurred by the need to protect against COVID-19. In addition, the group said that Taiwan should open its borders to all foreign students, regardless of their nationality. In response, Education Minister Pan Wenzhong said that uniform rules set out by the government's Central Epidemic Command Center require students to cover their own expenses during quarantine. However, he said that many universities are using the summer break to bring in international students early and letting them undergo quarantine in dormitories. Pan said his ministry will encourage universities to open up their dormitories for use as quarantine centers for foreign students. A Taiwanese diplomat working at Taiwan's representative office in France has tested positive for COVID-19. 
The foreign ministry said Friday that the representative office has already put emergency response protocols into action. The foreign ministry says that it has identified one other office employee who came into recent contact with the diplomat. That employee is now in quarantine and will be tested for COVID-19 if necessary. The foreign ministry says that the team at the representative office will now be split into two separate groups. Each group will work on different days over the next two weeks. During this time, consular services will only be offered by appointment between 9.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. The foreign ministry says that if the situation at the representative office worsens, it will also consider suspending consular services altogether. Reuters is reporting that the U.S. plans to sell Taiwan at least four unmanned aerial vehicles. The Sea Guardian reconnaissance aircraft the U.S. plans to sell Taiwan have a range of 6,000 nautical miles. This far surpasses Taiwan's current drone range of 160 nautical miles. The report says that Taiwan sent out a purchase request for the drones at the beginning of this year. According to sources, the U.S. State Department has already authorized the sale of the drones. However, such a sale also requires approval from the U.S. Congress. According to the report, Congress will be notified of the sale next month at the earliest. An agreement may include the option for Taiwan to purchase more U.S. drones in the future. It is unknown whether the sale would include drones with attack capabilities. Taiwan's representative office in the U.S. says that it will support a U.S. project that aims to help women in developing countries overcome economic challenges. The project is called the 2X Women's Initiative. Taiwan's new representative to the U.S., Xiaobi Kim, says that Taiwan will support training programs held as part of the project in order to advance women's empowerment and help women become contributors to equitable growth and sustainable development in their communities. The project is part of the White House's Women's Global Development and Prosperity Initiative, which is run by the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation, or DFC. The DFC is the U.S. Federal Government Development Bank that works with the private sector to solve problems faced by developing countries. Also on Thursday, the DFC acknowledged Taiwan's donation of 350,000 U.S. dollars to sponsor women's entrepreneurship and to promote gender-smart investments in developing countries. After being postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Taiwan's annual hot air balloon event in Taidong has finally taken off, giving those who have been cooped up indoors because of the pandemic a good excuse to get out and visit the eastern Taiwan county. The Taiwan International Balloon Festival has been held in Taidong every summer since 2011. The festival has always attracted foreign balloon teams, and there were concerns that it would be canceled this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Though it was delayed, this year's festival has finally begun. It will run until August 30th. In the festival's first four weeks, the balloons have already attracted more than 600,000 visitors. This year, the organizers estimate that the total number of visitors could break one million. Authorities say that anyone planning to hop on one of the hot air balloons for a ride will still have to abide by COVID-19 prevention guidelines. All riders will have their temperatures taken and will have to wear masks from start to finish. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Taiwan is home to a number of historic sites with links to its military past. Unfortunately, some are in bad shape. And even when fixed up, they aren't guaranteed to bring in tourists. 
Yunlin County in central Taiwan is trying a new way to address this problem, restoring a crumbling site, but also using virtual reality to bring its past to life. The Jianguo Military Dependence Village in Yunlin County has seen a lot. During the Pacific War era, when Taiwan was under Japanese rule, the site of the village was a Japanese military base. Then, with the end of Japanese rule after the war, the site became military housing for the soldiers of Taiwan's new KMT government as well as their families. The decades that have followed have not been kind to the village, and so the Yunlin County government has stepped in and restored the site. Still, there are plenty of these military dependence villages across Taiwan. What could make this site stand out and attract visitors? One solution is a display installed on the ceiling of an old air raid shelter that simulates an air raid from the past. The village also offers a virtual reality experience, recreating the sensation of piloting a warplane from many decades ago. The goal is to make sure the site is not just a rebuilt relic, but a place where history lives on. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.